Mamu, I've come to bargain. Popheads, welcome to another exciting issue of the TomCast Podcast. Coming to you once again from the friendly confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure you're following us on social media at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people who really, really bother you. If you get a chance, best and easiest way to support us is a five-star review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, and we truly, truly appreciate it. Well, we're back. It's Monday once again, and we have for you another news-based episode. A lot of news happening right now, a lot of things to kind of discuss and get into here on on the show, and I'm excited to do that. We are going to be reviewing episode four of What If, and listen, I'm going to come out right now. I'm going to put it on Front Street. I have not seen... Shang-Chi just yet. Uh, I am hoping to get to it, and, and if you get a new episode of the show popping up into your feed on Wednesday or Thursday, that means I saw it, and I'm there to talk about it. But in the meantime, like I said, we got a, we got a lot to get to as far as the news goes, and then we link up with our good friend Reagan from the Co is G podcast. The Come on, it's so good, boys. Our, well, oh, wait, that sounds weird. The, boy, the boys from Come on, it's so good. Our good friends of ours here on the show. So it's always good to have Reagan come and join us on the podcast and get into What If. So before we dive into that, we do have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation because without them, this show does not go on. You can sign up, become an official member of Pophead Nation over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to all the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff, co-hosting the Ringineer, check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Chris of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland, and of course, the Beer Hop Breeder General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so, so much for being the official members of Pophead Nation. All right, we've got the news to get into. we got a review to link up with. And, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty full show, all things considered. And I'm hoping you will enjoy it. So, you know what that means. It's time. It's that time, the most important time of the podcast. And that would be, ooh, turn that music off a little suddenly. That's okay. Sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Well, there's a little blast from the past for you. We haven't broken out the Tyrion Lannister quote in quite some time. So an oldie but a goodie here on the TomCast podcast. All right, how is everyone doing? I am, um, as you're listening to this, I am preparing to embark on vacation. So we have uh, shows loaded, ready to go. You will have content available to you on Mondays and little trailers on Fridays moving forward from this point. Unless you get the Shang-Chi review. Before that happens on Friday, <laughs> that's all I can say for sure right now. A lot of lot of um, um, things up in the air right now. A lot of X factors I have to kind of consider and weigh before I know if I will get to see Shang Chi before I head out of town, and uh, before I know if we get the chance to talk about it here on the show, or if we have to wait until I get back from vacation to talk about that film. But in the meantime, that will give us a uh, plenty of opportunity to go and see it. So that is very very exciting. Since we're talking about Shang Chi, we should probably talk about the fact that um, it's 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 kind of happening again. You know, Shang Chi's out; it's come out; it's his release date, and a lot of movies seem to be on target for hitting their release date. But Paramount, um, in in a move that seems to be out of an abundance of caution, has decided to move Top Gun: Maverick and Mission Impossible Seven, and more importantly for some people, Jackass Forever completely off the calendar for this year and into 2022. And, you know, obviously this is in the midst of the the ramping up the, the number of 
increased cases of the Delta variant of the COVID-19 virus going around, uh, breakthrough cases, people who are vaccinated getting sick. Now, granted, they get sick. If you have the vaccine, at least it seems to be you're, you're in much better shape to recover and recover quickly. So that's the good news there. But, you know, we're, we're forced to ask the question at this point, who wants to sit in the movie theaters while this is all going on, you know, in, in potentially in close contact with strangers who um, maybe haven't taken the amount of precautions that you have uh, in their free time. So, yeah, Paramount has moved these movies, these big, big movies out for the rest of this year. Now, everything else seems to be on track. Uh, Ghostbusters slid back a week, so Ghostbusters Afterlife is now on the schedule for the 19th. Uh, Marvel's Eternals is still on the schedule for the 5th of November. Uh, Dune, one of the biggest movies coming, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Dune uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes. That's that's still coming up uh, October 22nd. So, you know, it, it's it, things are happening, but we're wondering, we're waiting to see what's going to happen. Will Venom, Let There Be Carnage be moved? Will James Bond's No Time to Die be moved again? Uh, it, it's hard to say. We haven't gotten anything like that. A, a MGM record is on. Uh, excuse me. An MGM executive is on the record saying that James Bond's movie will be out in October, no matter what. But I mean, you know, we'll see. If things, you know, start to spiral more out of out of control, uh, the the possibility is that that things may may shift again. So we have to keep our eye on the prize here. And now, from early estimations, I'm recording this. It's Friday. It seems like there is a robust and healthy box office for Shang-Chi right now. People have been dying to go see a good Marvel movie in the theaters again, and it looks like they're going out. Um, I don't know too much about uh, the, the precautions that movie theaters are taking, so if you have any insight, like if, if you've been out and you have experienced a movie theater recently, uh, let me know what that's been like. I'm, I'm curious. I know that you can do like some select seating, but I don't know if they're... You know, going back to the days where like they're stacking people on top of each other, like they're trying to sell at every seat in the house, or if they are allowing spacing between you know the groups. I don't know if that's still a thing. Out here in San Diego, I was talking to um, I was talking to our friend Reagan uh, back on the East Coast because uh, I was looking at showtimes for Shang Chi, and I was um, annoyed. I'll just be bl- I'll be blunt. I was annoyed that uh, the early morning shows that I'm a big fan of uh, are not available to me at the moment. And I assume that's because the theaters are running uh, you know, less showtimes, open less periods of time. Uh, so those early 10 a.m., 10.30 shows that I like so much do not seem to be an option for me. So I'll have to figure, you know, it looked like the earliest I could get in to see if something in my area was, was noon, which, you know, people are awake at noon. I don't know. I don't, that makes me nervous. We'll we'll see how it goes. I, like I said, I think I'm going to try and make 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 a make a plan to go see Shang Chi in the theaters because I really do want to see it. But yeah, I am going to pick a day during the week. I am going to pick an off time, and I will probably pick a movie theater that is a bit out of the way. But let me know how you're doing. How your theater going experiences are shaking out. Are you, are you going to check out Shang Chi this weekend? Are you have you seen anything else? Did anyone go see The Green Knight when that was out? Um, I think it's still out, honestly. I just don't, I don't know for sure. Let me know what you're doing, how you're staying safe. Uh, a, a little uh, peek behind the curtain. Uh, and you can feel free to make fun of me for this all you want. It's okay. I feel like I, I probably deserve it. Uh, the wife and I, this past weekend, uh, the, the Hella Megator rolled through San Diego after being uh, delayed a couple times and then postponed from last summer. When, when the epidemic was at its peak, at least at least what we thought was its peak, and they then they postponed the show. Well, it, it it finally went on, and despite my uh, begging and pleading with my wife that we sell the tickets and not go, we we went. And listen, there's a lot of people in there, a lot of people with no masks on. Uh, there was no effort to check any sort of vaccination cards or anything like that. So I don't know what kind of people I was around. Um, I was uncomfortable. To say the least. And, you know, again, you all know me. I, I tend to err more on the side of caution than, than, than many others. Uh, I wanted to rip the skin off my face. I wanted to leave so badly. I was very uncomfortable, very anxious. Um, the, the bands were, were great. That was all fine. But I was surprised by the number of people who were just on top of each other and didn't seem to have too many problems with being on top of each other. And uh, it was, it was uh, disquieting, to say the least. So yeah, let me know what you all are doing as far as your theater plans go. I'm very, very curious about all of it. 
All right, let's let's shift our focus. We we mentioned Dune, and uh, yeah, because Denisville News Dune is coming out HBO Max and theaters on October twenty second. We're very excited about this movie here on the podcast, or excuse me, on the popcast. It's like I forgot the name of my own show, uh, and we are so excited. In fact, that next week you will get what we have dubbed Dune Week here on the TomCast Podcast. Two episodes coming out in the same week, breaking down both Frank Herbert's original novel, Dune, and the what I think has become a cult classic, the, the, the uh, David Lynch 1984 Dune film starring Kyle MacLachlan and Sting. Not the wrestler Sting. Get, get your heads on straight, okay? Yeah, that Sting from the police. That Sting. And, and um, it's a... It's a really interesting two-piece episode, really. Uh, the, the book review is... I'll be honest. The book review is the hardest podcast I've ever had to do. It, it was a real challenge to talk about that book because it is... It is there, there's a, it's dense. It is uh, uh, well-constructed, well-laid-out, but it is dense. And there's a lot of things going on in there. Everyone has a plot. Everyone has motivations. And the world-building in that book is, is immense. So, so that that episode of the podcast, like I said, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Luckily, my brother Mark came along for the ride because he's a fan of the book as well. Uh, so it's an interesting podcast to listen to, and I hope you'll check it out and enjoy it. The Dune Movie Podcast is much more in our wheelhouse. I, I, I um, that's a fun one to listen to. I think you're going to have a good time listening to that for sure because we we get into some of the uh, the craziness of that movie and some of the insanity of that movie, and I think. Like I said, that one's more in our lane. <laughs> the book review was was challenging, and I I hope you listen to it. And I any feedback you have for me about it, I'd love to hear, uh, because again, I I felt really out of my depth on that one. But the movie the movie episode, we're back in we're back in the smooth lane. You know, there's there's no there's no gravel on the on the terrain. Smooth smooth sailing for the movie review. That's a fact. But uh, Denny Villeneuve is now talking about his plans for for the next Dune. You may or may not know this, but the Dune, when it comes out, it's it's basically breaking the book in half. The Dune movie that we will see from Denny Villeneuve in October is basically part one of two. But there's no plan for part two just yet. The, you know, the movie studio didn't greenlight the whole thing. They they want to see what happens with this first part, probably because the first Dune, you know, the one from Lynch in '84, was. Um, a bit of a bomb back then. Now you you would think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that Develnu, his name alone is going to help get people in the seats because he is a visionary filmmaker, and I think Dune is like I said that film from '84 has gained a real cult following, so I think people are definitely going to check it out and be very very curious about this movie. And the 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 first reviews have started coming in for uh, Denny's film, and they are all insanely positive. They talk about what a beautiful visual movie this is it's stunning it's gigantic it's it's uh not to be missed all, all the all the hyperbole that you could you could throw at a movie is is coming to 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 pass in in these early re- reviews from the critics that are coming in right now so denny has talked about doing part two and he wants to do it he said he's ready to go he'd love to start making 20 uh, part two in 2022 and he also was on the record saying that not only that but he would like to adapt the second novel of Frank Herbert's series, the Dune Messiah book, which uh, I think Sci-Fi Channel did an adaptation of it back in the 90s, maybe the early 2000s. I don't remember the exact timeline on that. But Denny, Denny went into this project with the, with the mindset of making and adapting two of the novels for film. So that would be something uh, pretty epic if that were to come to pass. So again, we talked about you know, how I roll with an abundance of caution to the, to the, to the theater, but Dune is a movie that I very, very much would like to see on the big screen. I'm sure I will watch it on HBO Max because I have that ability to do so. Uh, but it is very tempting to also go see it in IMAX on a massive screen so I can see you know, a 300-foot-tall sandworm chugging after Paul Atreides in the desert. I'm, I'm really uh, intrigued by, by doing so. And hopefully it will come to pass. But yeah, so get ready for Dune Week and get ready for Dennyville News Dune dropping in October. It's going to be fun. going to be a good time. The next bit of news, one of my favorite TV programs is back, and I'm not talking about Ted Lasso Season 2, even though that's back and I'm loving it. But this past week, we got the return, Season 3, of What We Do in the Shadows. 
I just really wanted to mention that, give you a uh, kind of plug the show a little bit. If you have not watched this show yet, you are really, really missing out on on something that is. I, I, mean, I want to use the word special, but it, it, it's one of the most unique things I've ever seen, and it is so diabolically funny. And not every episode is the same kind of humor. Like it, this show's very good at mixing it up with with subtle jokes and obvious jokes and over the top jokes and, and jokes that you won't get for twenty minutes and until it pays off at the end of the episode. It's an insanely wonderful show. You, if you do not have FX to watch it on, it is on Hulu the next day. Hulu has all the seasons, all prior seasons. Please watch it. Please discover who Jackie Daytona is because Jackie Daytona was the, the goddamn funniest thing I saw on TV last year, and I want to share it with all of you because it's incredible. And if, you, if, if that's not enough of a, of, a, of a push from me for you to check this show out, I will go the extra mile. I will give away. I mean, it's already known. Like I'm not spoiling anything, but one of the one of the this show gets a lot of great guest stars in in its episodes. One of the best shows up in this season, and it's it's Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, as a vampire with a vampire Transylvania esque accent. Not to be missed. Please check out what we do in the shadows. Like I said, airing Thursday nights on FX or the next day on Hulu, and you can get caught up on every episode on Hulu right now so please check it out and patreons get ready i you'll probably hear me talk about this show more on the, on the patreon shows so just brace yourself stay buckled up for that oh the next bit of news we got a trailer for something i if you were again mentioning the members of pophead nation i will be posting this trailer on on the patreon site so everyone can take a look at it at their convenience if, or if you know if you're listening to this now and you haven't been headed over to the patreon site Head over there, and you'll, you'll see what the hell we're talking about. But The Wheel of Time has released its first trailer. This is based... The Wheel of Time is a, a book series, 15 books long. Robert Jordan, who didn't even live long enough to finish his own books. He, there had to be an assist uh, uh, from, from Brandon Sanderson uh, to finish the series off. But 15 books long, and now it's coming to Amazon Prime as a... I think it's an eight-episode first season and they have released a trailer and i'm not gonna lie i think it looks uh pretty darn good i'm gonna say good because i I have been tricked by trailers before uh trailers from amazon have tricked me before but this trailer shows a lot of promise Uh, i don't want to go too much into i'm not sure if uh, this is not a book series i i mean i am familiar with the book series in as much as i know what it is I have seen it on the shelves, but I have never read it. So I do not really know how to uh, describe this series to you all. So I can read... Uh, I could read you like the, the description here, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'd rather you would just check out the trailer, see what you think. Like I said, it looks promising. It looks like this could be... Um, I don't want to use Lord of the Rings because that's a really big, big swing. But it looks like Amazon's trying to swing big with this series. So check out the trailer. See what you think, if you're interested or not. The show's dropping uh, later this year. And and so that's that's going to be probably something we talk more about on the show. And in case you're concerned, like, oh, why would I want to get involved with this? It's uh, obviously it looks like it's costing a ton of money. And we don't even know if you know Amazon would renew it. It's already filming a second season. So you are going to at least get two seasons out of the show. So that's, that's, that's kind of something, right? That's kind of something good to know. <laughs> because, yeah, if you're going to put the time in, you want to know you're going to get that second season. And it's, it's, it is definitely getting at least two. And the show is premiering November 19th. So, yeah, check out that trailer and see what you think of it. It's not too often here on the show that we talk about anime. Um, there are many reasons why we don't. Uh, the biggest being... Uh, that I don't know a ton of anime anymore. It was something I was very much into uh, maybe 20-ish years ago, uh, but I sort of have fallen by the wayside. The anime has left me behind. But but one piece of anime that I am a big fan of, that I was very familiar with, that I loved so very, very much, has a live-action adaptation coming soon to Netflix. Uh, I believe it's going to be out uh, in November. and uh, Actually, November 19th. And, and 
I wanted to share that with you. I don't have a trailer for you all yet, but I suspect it's coming soon. So I wanted to kind of prime you all and get you ready. Be on the lookout for Cowboy Bebop. Maybe you know more about that show. Maybe you're familiar with it. Uh, if you're a John Cho fan, I think you're really going to dig this because John Cho looks pretty fantastic as the main character, Spike. And uh, again, I... It, Again, I'm not an anime, anime person anymore. I think I lost my anime cool card, you know, 20-ish years ago. Uh, but this was one of my favorite pieces of anime at the time. Uh, it has gained legendary status over the years. And I think we should all be delighted that it's coming soon. And again, be on the lookout. There's got to be a trailer coming soon from Netflix. And uh, we will definitely be talking about it. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I wanted to mention it. And, and maybe, for some of you, maybe it's sparking something. Maybe you're like, that name rings a bell. That's familiar. Get on the YouTube machine and uh, check out Cowboy Bebop. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, it looks like... Um, um, how's the best, best way to describe this story? It's, it's interesting. It doesn't have uh, quite the teeth that I wanted it to have, but I did want to share something with all of you. Uh, we know about Scarlett Johansson's pending litigation against Disney uh, over 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 the over her contract basically and Disney kind of doing an end around by releasing Black Widow on the streamer instead of the uh, the full theatrical release that that the movie was 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 supposed to have and we, we've we've come out and said we're very much on Scarlet's side with this it should be you know there should be some sort of there should have been a negotiation, a discussion of some sort. Compensation should have been paid to the to the, to the players, to the the behind the scenes people, to to everybody who was going to be affected by losing points from the back end, uh, because you signed a contract, and points on the back end were a big deal. And now there are no points on the back end if you're if you're getting released on a streamer. So there needs to be something in there. Uh, there's an organiza- organization, and I cannot remember if we've talked about this before on the podcast, so you'll have to forgive me if I'm repeating something that, that maybe I've already made you aware of. Uh, but there's a group that works with the science fiction and fantasy writers of America. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a group called the Disney Must Pay Task Force. And this is, this is a group that formed of these, of these writers uh, when it became made aware that when Disney started acquiring uh, brands and and, and companies like when they when they acquired Star Wars and Lucasfilm and when they acquired 20th Century Fox they started voiding contracts uh, contracts is stipulated that that creators who created content that Disney's still making money on since its acquisition they were not going to pay royalties to the writers anymore so this 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 group formed to kind of start calling Disney on what I, I, I think we can all frankly agree is bullshit uh, you know somebody creates something that you're making money off of, and you had a contract, but you decide to void it because, oh, well, that was with 20th Century Fox and not with us? No, 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 no. That's not how it works. That If you're making money off it, you have to honor that contract. So this has kind of become like a watchdog group. And they have helped uh, several creators, including Alan Dean Foster, who uh, famously wrote the first piece of Expanded Universe for Star Wars with, with Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And, and he's written some uh, tie-in novels for, for, for alien books as well. He, he was one of the, f- the first cases uh, of this group coming to his aid. And uh, it, has been, it has come out that, that, that Alan Dean Foster did settle with Disney at some point. So they, they reached some sort of agreement uh, on royalties and, and whatnot for, for his work. And now this group has turned its attention to the Scarlett Johansson situation. And they're 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 going to try and, and do what they can to help hold Disney's feet to the fire on this. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting piece of 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 news. Like I said, it doesn't quite have the teeth that I wish it did, that I wished it did. Um, but uh, an interesting thing to note now is that Disney now it's not in relation to this group. Disney must pay task force, but Disney has sort of backed off their stance a little bit, and they now want to go to uh, a private arbitration instead of a trial to, to sell the issue with Scarlett Johansson. So that's, that tells me that something um, there's, that something's going to get worked out and, and, and deals will be made, but now Disney wants to do it away from prying eyes because this has gotten a lot of attention on it, and I think people are insanely curious about what's coming next. So, you know, stay tuned. We're, we'll keep talking about that Scarlett story because we're, we're a curious party as well. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I love that Disney owns Star Wars, and I love that Disney owns Marvel because it means we're going to keep getting these things forever and ever and ever, which is great. And as long as it's good, it's great. But 
Disney's a mega corporation. Let's be perfectly honest. And you're a mega corporation. You're worth $122 billion. And you're going to squabble with, with people over what is essentially uh, pennies and nickels to you. And uh, it, it's not a good look for Disney, especially because I know how much it costs to get into that goddamn amusement park. So uh, they can stuff it. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll, st- we'll keep it front posted on how this story shakes out. I'm very curious about it. And, and yeah, I think you all are too. So yeah, stay tuned for all the latest details on Scarlet's trial. I'm sure she will uh, keep me aware of things. I reached out. I let her know that, that we would like to be her exclusive outlet uh, for, for, for press releases as far as that goes. So she'll be in touch, and, and we'll get that news out to all of you as soon as she shares it with us. And finally, in news that uh, excited me, and I hope not me alone, it has been announced that The Rocketeer is going to return in a new movie for Disney+. Plus. I cannot express my excitement about this. I, the, the Rocketeer is a movie that I absolutely adore. It is Joe Johnson's film from 1991, uh, starring, starring, I'm just drew blank on his name. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill Campbell as as, as Cliff Secord, an experimental. Uh, uh, he's like a test pilot, and he comes across an experimental jet pack in the late 30s. It's a whole movie uh, based around uh, uh, Nazis and the rise of, of World War II and this new superhero. It's a superhero movie in the wake of of you know Batman '89 coming out, but it's obviously this is before superhero movies were a viable sort of thing. And it, 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 it's, yeah, about a group of Nazis. They want this jetpack. They're going to have a whole jetpack army. That's like part of their plan. The movie also has Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkins in this, Timothy Dalton. Hello? Watch this movie for Timothy Dalton alone, and you're going to have a great time. You can watch the original one on Disney+. Plus. It is an insanely charming and endearing movie. It is so much fun. I watched it a few months back just on a whim. And I did, I had a blast. I remember seeing this in theaters in 91 and always wondering, like, why didn't they make more Rocketeer movies? This movie was great. I think you will all really, really love it. It's a total blast from the past. The look of the character is so great, so much fun. We're going to have an episode uh, talking more about the Rocketeer and its comic book origins and, and uh, the film origins, too, because, like I said, I love this movie. And later on in my teenage years, I would go back and discover the comic book that it was all based on. And that's a real treat, too. So we, we're going to have a, a dedicated Rocketeer episode. And if anyone in the listening audience is as big a fan as I am, uh, speak now. And maybe you can be the co-host on that episode because it's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited about this new movie. Uh, the rumor is that, that potentially David uh, Oluweyo, I hope I said your name correctly, sir, may star in this movie. He's attached already as a producer. And the plot is, is centered around a retired Tuskegee airman who takes up the mantle of the Rocketeer. So it sounds like a bit of a sequel reboot kind of thing. And I, again, I could not be more excited. Uh, David uh, Oyuelo is from Star Wars Rebels, if you if you remember. He did one of the voice works on that show. And yeah, I'm again, I am excited about this idea. Show me more Rocketeer, a new Disney Plus movie. I'm all in. You will hear news about this as more things get announced, as casts and crew things get finalized and, and decided get ready it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and again we're, we're we will have a look back at the rocketeer at some point we may not get to it uh it, it, in in this calendar year we have a very busy slate of shows coming up maybe 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 we can get it in before christmas we'll see we'll see we'll see who's excited about doing this episode with me so i'm waiting for people to reach out so reach out and we'll do the Rocketeer show. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. All right, finally, the time has come. Let's get linked up with Reagan, have our conversation about What If, Episode 4. This episode centered exclusively on Doctor Strange, so I hope that's a movie you're familiar with because that is the one in which we spend much of our time. So I hope you're a fan of Doctor Strange like I am. Hope you're a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch and Wong and everybody else who's in this movie. Because, yeah, we talk about that, and we, you know, there might be a few um, detours. You know, you never you, you never run a straight path when you have Reagan on the podcast. We, uh, there's lots of w- twisty, windy roads you, wand- you wander down with, with Reagan. And uh, uh, we end up talking about the Fantastic Four. We talk about the X-Men. You got to yeah, get that Dr. Doom talk in whenever you can, right? I understand. I want to talk about Dr. Doom, too. <laughs> and, but, yeah, it's a good time. So let's go check that out. 
Stay, stay, seat, stay, stay seated, stay buckled up, stay holding on to your butts, and stay buckling up again. <laughs> here, we, here we go. Prepare yourself for a shock. I'm the Rocketeer. The Rocket who? Oh, for crying out loud, haven't you read the papers? No, I've been working all day. Look hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a shitty start that is. Hey, everybody. We got to join us once again. Our good friend from the Come On It's So Good podcast. Reagan is here. He's back. He's spitting hot takes and molten lava at us today. Reagan, how are you, buddy? Good, good. Greetings, programs. Ooh, you sounded like a, like a little a, fancy, right? Those are greetings. Kind of got to sound like comic book guy from a Simpsons for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Simpsons lately. <laughs> we are you're well you're you you're you're back on. You become the main correspondent for Marvel's What If airing on Disney Plus. Episode four was this week. Uh, the the title of the episode was, is, is a mouthful. I probably will yes. get it wrong, but it's What If Doctor Strange. Didn't lose his hands, he lost his heart, or something along those lines. It, I think that is it. And <laughs> I read it and was like, "Oh, you got to shorten that up." I was like, they, they, "Like, what they, if he? What if Doctor Strange lost his heart? That's all you got to do." Yeah, like workshop that. Come on, cut it down. Doesn't flow. <laughs> what did <Okay>. you? <laughs> so obviously, our episode is focused on Doctor Strange. Basically, the entire team from that movie is back. The Cumberbatch is back. Mm -hmm. uh, Rachel McAdams is back. The 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 ancient one is back. Tilda Swinton, uh, you know everyone basically. Wong, yeah, Benedict, Benedict Wong is back. Yeah, uh, I mean loved it. Yeah, it, I, I can't believe everyone just comes back. It's fantastic. I can't believe Tilda Swinton was like, yeah, I'll come back and be in this for twelve seconds. I I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing about Rachel McAdams. I was like, I'm sure Rachel McAdams has things to do. Yeah, I, <laughs> although she is the first like love interest to come back. Because they, they recast uh, Betty Ross. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at uh, um, you know Agent Carter. Because you know, obviously, uh, back. you can't recast Agent Carter for right, that, right? But some, but yeah. I mean, she kind of comes back and takes center stage. But they they didn't cast Chris Evans. They recast Chris Evans. Chris Evans said he's done. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying he became the love interest in that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. I get. Okay, okay. I, I see where you're coming from now. I'm oh yeah, I, I Jerry rigged it. So we're, we're <laughs> it on the works. same page now. Yeah. yeah, you button hooked me. You got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So yeah, the the what the premises of this one is is that that uh, she gets in the car with him. Uh, with Christine, Doctor Christine Palmer yeah. gets in the car with Doctor Strange. They're going to that that function together when they have the accident. And instead of Doctor Strange's hands being pulverized in the accident, uh, Christine dies. And this this becomes Strange's motivation for becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. He still follows that path. He, you know, he goes, gets the training, gets the Eye of Agamotto. But once he gets the Eye of Agamotto and realizes that it's basically the Time Stone, he begins to toy with the idea of going back and saving Christine. Right. And I don't know. What did you think of the episode? I mean, that's our big plot. We'll, we'll get to the second half of it later. But where you at? Where I, you at I have problems with some of this episode. Okay. Okay. The first 15 Talk minutes are just basically the movie The Time Machine. <laughs> and I was like, I know he can't save her. Like, I know what's happening. Because if he saves her, he doesn't become the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. So he can't go back in time to save her. Right. Yeah, it's a paradox. We're starting to become more familiar with that idea in the Marvel Universe because of impending doom coming our way for, for cinema goers. Not the pandemic. I actually mean in the Marvel COVID? Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Wait, is there something serious about COVID? I've, I haven't been paying attention. But but it, it's an interesting story in the sense that it's it's strange. He's being warned by Wong. He's being warned by the Ancient One, who's come back from you know like a splintered timeline or whatever to warn him, like don't do this, don't start messing with this. Her death is a fixed point. Uh, I think that is. I don't think they use fixed point, but I mean, it's, it's like locked in. Like her death yeah, I, has to happen. I, I want to say Lynch, but you know, Linchpin. Lynch I was like, that's not it at all. No, I, 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 I think I focus on fixed point because they, I think yeah. they use that in Doctor Who a lot. <laughs> and that was sort of my base of <laughs> reference. Because there's episodes of Doctor Who that are very much like this episode. And there's another comic book that was very much like this episode in the other big comic book world. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Image? <laughs> yes. Spawn goes back in time over and over again to stop his own death. Well, that might be a good comic, though. It probably is. I should talk to Todd McFarlane. 
Like, that sounds pretty good. We'll ride together. We'll pitch him. I thought you were going to send Spawn back to like Wild West times. And it was going to be like Spawn with six shooters. I don't have to. There is a Spawn in the Wild Wild West. Oh, is there? Yes, sir. I mean, I knew that. Totally. <laughs> sounds awesome. It's called Gunslinger Spawn. Get, get it with it. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't the Spawn cast. Come on. <laughs> so what happens is, we don't know until later on, but uh, uh, there's actually two Doctor Stranges at this point. One is going down this path, uh, finding the the book of the Library of Cogliostro, uh, and and consuming the 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 power of other beings so that he can unfix this point in time, even though he's been warned that it will destroy the universe. And so we see Doctor Strange kind of going mad, going crazy, going nuts, getting more and yep. more powerful. And we find out there's the other Strange who hasn't gone this route, who's just still sitting there staring at the Ivagamoto, and they get into a big battle. Okay, I have one question before we get to the big battle. Yes, sir. Doctor Strange is calling up like creatures and like sucking them into himself with yes, his uh, his uh, low pan eyes. Yes, he was very low pan. Correct. Very low pan, and like a, a cockroach comes up or some <laughs> some sort of insect with a cape. <laughs> he said, "No bugs." <laughs> yeah, he didn't like. Now is that bug from the comics or is that cape? Like, does he have a different cape at some point? You know, it was I more like know. a Dracula-style cape. I thought there'd be more to that cape. He's just like, hey, nice cape. He took his, the cockroach's cape and sent him back to the portal because he's like, I don't want to absorb a bug. Yeah, I want to know about that bug story. How did he get that cape? I think while he, well, the more crazy he got, he's, he, he went back to that bug and absorbed it anyways. Was I'm he... sure he went back to that <laughs> bug. <laughs> he's like, never mind. I changed my mind. Get in here. Apparently he absorbed everything. <laughs> he'd been doing it for what thousands of years the guy tells him the the, the the part of the show that I really really liked was Doctor Strange and his efforts before he starts going crazy uh, but you know before he's warned off about Christine's death being a fixed point in time and that it's it's unchangeable uh, I, I liked the efforts all the different ways he was trying to save her and how it would just go horribly wrong and she would die anyways and, and I thought that was a really cool part of the episode because, I mean, this guy's heart was basically getting broken like into a thousand million trillion pieces. And it sort of over explains his descent into madness to a, to a good degree. So I like that part of the show quite a bit. The, yeah, and that, you get Leslie Bibb coming back as uh, Christine Everhart on I the news. S- I saw that too. <laughs> and I was like, I, I paused for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, awesome. <laughs> Everybody gets to come back. Hey, you know, you're it's it's so easy to do ADR nowadays. You can record all this. You can record anything in your house these days, can't you? Eh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you hear know. that, Marvel? Put us in one. What What were your big takeaways from the episode? I mean, did, I mean, I, I guess I want to like by and large, did you like it or or? It's, I didn't like the time machine stuff's fine. I've just seen that bit. I liked what they were doing, but I felt it kind of dragged the episode. Mm-hmm. But to say the end of this episode is great. With the reveal that there's a second Doctor Strange and they have a fight, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, evil Doctor Strange kind of wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the universe basically, you know, and boop. Yeah, kills everything except for um, Rachel McAdams. Uh, what is her name? Uh, <laughs> we just said it. Yeah, it's Christine Palmer. Yeah, so and then she starts to get the the goo on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he realizes he fucked up finally, and he talks to the Watcher. I loved him talking to the Watcher. I was like, yes, give me this earlier. Or Actually, you know, he catches they, the Watcher, they, they keeping teased, on him. They teased it earlier when he senses his yeah. presence watching, yeah. Yeah, I, I, okay. there was some neat stuff in there. There's a lot of really neat moments in this episode. Like you said about the time machine, though, I the as much as I enjoyed the parts where he's going back and he's trying to save Christine, even though he knows he can't and shouldn't, but he's still trying, and it's just breaking his heart every time he fails. It reminds me so much of, and I'm going to mention something, and you're going to be like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I know everything. There's a, there's a, there's a DC comic book character named Booster Gold. I've heard of Booster Gold. Probably from you. Probably from me. Booster's from the future. He has he comes back in time with the knowledge of future events so that he can capitalize and become like the world's most popular superhero because he can predict when bad things are going to happen, and he can stop them. But at a certain point, he decides he wants to become like a legit hero. So he, using his time travel powers, he's going to go back and undo bad things. Except okay. he, he encounters fixed points in the timeline. And the one that he's trying to fix the hardest is... Uh, now, it's has since been wiped out of continuity because of the New 52. But back in the day when Barbara Gordon was paralyzed after being shot by the Joker, 
Mm-hmm. He is going back in time to try to stop that from happening, and he can't. And the Joker just kills him over and over and over again. Why is that a fixed point? Uh, because at that point, Oracle was pivotal, pivotal as oh, that character. Okay. It was a, a fixed point in Jim Gordon's timeline, a fixed point in Batman's timeline. A lot of things sp- spun out from that one event. Okay. And, and All I know is she's Commissioner Gordon on Titans. Yes. Yes, that's true. And she's not in a wheelchair, is she? She is in a wheelchair. Oh. Because she got shot by the Joker. No, that's not in the New 52 anymore. <laughs> so never mind. Oh, okay. the, <laughs> they haven't done it She specifically says, like, you know, after everything that happens in that first couple of episodes, she's like, you know, you remember when he shot me and put me in this chair? And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know they were doing that with the character. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm still behind. So, okay. Yeah, I'm enjoying season three. Yeah, parts of it, parts of it. Something happened to make me real mad. But yeah, so it, like I said, that was my my. I guess if I had a, had a uh, criticism for the episode is like, oh, it reminds me of that that issue of Booster Gold, and it reminds me of a couple different episodes of Doctor Who. But but what I liked about this episode because it ties in to what you and I talked about last week, talking about that Spider Man No Way Home trailer, mm-hmm. and the arrogance of Doctor Strange. Do you, do, do you think? Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he, do, do we see it now? <laughs> but this is a different version. I understand. This but, is a, the heartbroken one, super arrogant. I understand, but like a, a Doctor Strange that is in the realm of possibilities now. Yes. Now, or maybe maybe it's a strange from that reality has come into this know. one. <laughs> I don't even know if it was arrogance. I just didn't think he cared if he killed, like, say, two hundred million people. I think I think there was a bit of arrogance because you know he's yelling at the the ancient one, you know, uh, the, the you know nothing's impossible. You told me that and blah blah blah. And it's like you know it's pretty arrogant to think that you can do the impossible. <laughs> he is a magic man. <laughs> <laughs> he is a magic man. That is a fact. You got that right, buddy. You were paying attention yeah. to the episode. <laughs> he does some pretty crazy stuff, and if reading books makes you better at magic. I, all I all I wanted to, wanted to tie that into was, was was like listen it's not out of the realm of possibilities now that like Doctor Strange is just really full of himself coming off of Endgame and and you know who knows he called his shot he said we need to do this one thing and it's gonna be good dagger and he hit it so <laughs> he's probably real full of himself I agree yeah so that I, is Doctor Strange. Fucking up the the Sanctum Sanctorum or whatever. Right. It, I, I'm just I, listen. I mean, Marvel can still marvel on me and 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 you know do a little swerve, zig when they should have zagged, and 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 pull out some some big surprise, and I'll love it. I, I'm not worried about predicting something and being right. I'm just wanting. I just want to introduce the idea that like, hey, they might have just shown you something to explain what you just saw. <laughs> okay. What if it's not Doctor Strange, but it's Mystique, and she's pretending to be Doctor Strange, and this is how they get X Men in. Well, you know, everyone wants to figure out how to make the X-Men fit in, but uh, from what I've read, it's not happening for a while. <laughs> so I'm going to stop trying to fit the X-Men in. I'm not fitting in. Oh, Hugh you know Jackman's what? Wolverine is coming back. Actually, you know what? I figured it out. I think we, we, might, we might have even said it last week. It's, it's Mephisto, right? Yeah, of course it it's, is. It's got to be Mephisto. <laughs> it, were you not expecting Mephisto to be one of the demons that came out of that portal oh, hole? I, t- I totally was. I was waiting for Mephisto so badly. I was like, why are they not trolling us? And just showing us Mephisto, and then <laughs> he gets low panned, and we're like, ah! <laughs> it would have been good. No, it would have been... I, I it would have been the best troll ever. I did like this episode quite a bit. I liked the, the, the tragic aspect of it. I liked, uh, you know, Strange's arrogance and hubris, and, and again, him yelling defiantly at the Watcher, who was, who was just like, you're doing this. I didn't do anything. I can't <laughs> stop this. You made it happen. And, so could the watcher like what are their power? Could he stop it if theoretically he actually wanted to? Yeah, yeah, I believe I, I think he's. I think the watcher said that he, he said something along the lines like, even if I could, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I think what, what, I think what, the watcher could. Okay, I think I like, are, he says like I you know I can't, but when, even if I could, I wouldn't. So the, the so I'd the, rather sacrifice your one world for you know everything. Watchers often show up and they watch, but every now and again they have participated. When they have, it's usually because we need like that last minute miracle <laughs> that only a watcher can provide <laughs> and, and so that's kind of like the neat thing of the watcher the interesting part will be if they bring if they put a watcher in an actual you know cinematic universe film that's when i'll lose my mind well would it would it be play, it'd have to be played by uh, what's his face from um 
Casino Royale and Westworld. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I'm okay with Thank that. Thank you. I was trying to look up his name real quick. I couldn't remember. I'm not mad at that idea. That's fine. I would I'm love to him. see him in an MC. I'm sure he would love to be in one and cash some of them checks. Well, I mean, if memory serves, the, the Watcher first showed up back in Fantastic Four when Galactus was coming to eat the planet. Like in the movie or in the comics? No, in the comics, man. Oh, I didn't. I was like, do I have to go back and watch Rise of the Silver Surfer I would, just to look in the background and see if no. there's a watcher? I would never make you do that. Never, ever, oh, ever. That's not a. That's okay. not a. Come on, it's still good. That's a come on, it's still shit. That's a different podcast. I mean, we, we did just talk about that movie recently on this podcast. I don't think we could watch the second. Probably <laughs> not the first one. As much as I'd love to watch some Doctor Doom. <laughs> like, it's not great, but I'd, I'd watch it before uh, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie. No, I've still never, I've still never have watched it. You're kidding? No, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, it's terrible! You gotta watch it one time. Just, uh, uh, I will at some point. I mean, you know, this podcast exists to do stuff like that, so it, it will yeah, happen sooner. That's or later. a Patreon. You're welcome, guys. Enjoy that. That movie sucks. Hey, I'm trying to keep Patreons, not lose them. Do you mind? Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> No, it's a great movie. You're going to enjoy this and not keep, watch it. Keep your great like ideas Tom to yourself, Fortune. Reagan. You start your own yeah, Patreon with Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> that's just to torture you because you have to watch it. Your Patreons, they actually don't have to watch it. They just have to listen to you be like, oh, God, why did I do this to myself? They can't stop. Well, I think they'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> why does Dr. Doom not have like a metal face? What is this? What's happening? No, you're right. You're right. But yeah, I mean, again, if you're going to bring in the watch, I mean, shit. Fantastic Four is coming. They've they've said it. Yeah. Why not bring a real watcher into things when when Galactus finally shows up and the surfer's there, the herald of Galactus and the end is nigh. Bring so it. So you saying they're going Galactus for the first Fantastic Four movie? No, I think you're Oh, okay. I, think, I, I think like, man, that's, that's a big swing. I think you're building at at that point. I think yeah. you're building. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, again, there's a lot of rumors about you know, you know, everyone's still still hyped up on you know Namor, supposedly going to be in Black Panther two. Like, we'll see. Let's take a breath, people. <laughs> Calm down. I I feel like if Namor was in the new Black Panther, we'd know about it by now. <laughs> I don't know anything about the new Black Panther that's coming out. No, I, I like it that way, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> Wait, I. It's nice. I know too much about too many things coming out. I was like, oh, can I just watch it and be surprised? I don't know. Never. That's never going to happen again. Those days are over. Yeah, the halcyon days of yore. Like, you know, it's just like when Timothy Olyphant was like, oh, he's going to be in The Mandalorian. And then we spent like six months just discussing what version of Boba Fett he's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like that conversation. That was a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> Not mad at it. Not mad. <laughs> yeah, see, they could bring him in. He could be Reed Richards. So... <laughs> I like how we went from talking about the animated what if show to just casting the live action Cast. Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. So good. It's, it's, it's where we're going to end up. <laughs> every every podcast. Well, as as I've been asking you as we go along, I mean, I, I guess where I would want to know where do, where do you rank this episode? And I, am I forgetting to mention any specific aspects of it? No, like we we hit the major the, points. The, the, the and I, I love him basically asking the watcher for help in them. Watch it being like, nah, yeah, I'm when, out. When, yeah, when Strange finally realizes, like, oh, I am destroying reality in the entire universe. Oops. Yeah, and it's just him in that bubble, and it's like fading out. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Yeah, I, I like, I like this. The last ten minutes of this episode are fantastic. I think I've mentioned in the past how much I like the comic book issues of What If that end on like the real bummer notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a real bummer this of an ending. This is a bummer of an ending for sure. Yeah, I I like this episode quite a bit personally. Um, it's it, two or three, I guess, is where I would put it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, it's on par with everything, but the Guardians one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Guardians one still stands out to me as well. And I, I can't I decide mean, if I like it more than Captain Carter. I, I think I do, just in the sense that it goes in wildly different directions than Captain Carter does. Yeah. Captain Carter is a little paint by numbers for me, but it, that's still it feels safe. Though. Yeah. Now, now that we've seen a bunch of other stuff, Captain Carter feels very safe. Yeah. You know, it's training wheels. But you get you, you get big big kudos for having that cast come back. I I don't know what it is about about Cumberbatch's 
American accent as strange. It's just so funny to me listening to him talk like that. I don't know why. <laughs> I find it soothing. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. Get him and Wong on a podcast and you'll just be knocked out in seconds. Like, like 12 minutes. Like get them to talk about like next gen. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Another solid episode. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I, I think the one thing I I kept wondering was was the per- – and it made me think about – the Doctor Strange movie, and I'll have to ask you because maybe maybe you have this fresher in your mind than I do. But did they ever figure out who hit his car? No, I don't think so. I think it was just a random. I feel like he he. It was his fault, right? He tried to shoot around a truck or something and got hit. Yeah. Like it, it's not like some villain got him, or it's he fucked up because he was like, oh, "I'm late. I'm more important." I feel like right? it is ripe for potential. To do something where the the person driving that car is someone who is trying to kill him back in time. Is that when he was like on the phone? Yeah, I think in the like movie, picking surgery. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was going through his. his uh, yeah, and they're doing the guy from Iron Man Two who gets right. like torn up in the hammer suit. Right, right, right. And like, I really like that part because it was just picking like random things from Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be interesting if, if maybe obviously well, obviously the multiverse of madness movie has a lot going on, so who knows if they'll connect it there, but. Maybe you get to another point in Doctor Strange. Cause it, it, so it's, it's Ghost Rider that hit him? Something, right? Like, it, <laughs> like There's a way to tie this whole thing in, and, and you, you create like this whole vicious Doctor Strange circle by the third movie or whatever. I'm trying to, it, it could be... Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think of other time-traveling guys from X-Men, besides Cable. We've already used Cable. <laughs> you just got to try to make that X-Men thing work, aren't you? I know. <laughs> I was trying to dishammer it over again. Like it's another X Men guy, and he's like, "I need to make this car accident happen, so Doctor Strange can happen." So he drives the car. Well, maybe it's uh, you know Kitty Pride showing powers that we've never seen her have before, sending Wolverine back in time, like in that one movie. Well, she only senses consciousness back in time. <laughs> Not in her power set, my friend. I'm just like uh, is now, and <laughs> that movie's great because it brought Patrick Stewart back into the X Men franchise. I was like, yes. Listen, the movie's enjoyable. Does it make sense? Not at all. Not at all. I, I think it might be my favorite of the new reboots. Oh, interesting A recast. Choice. Interesting choice. Oh, all right. You got First Class. It's fine. It's not great. I like First Class a lot. Actually. I like. It's fine. Uh, I don't like Age of Apocalypse. No. No, no, no. I, except for the, the Quicksilver thing. And I haven't watched... Well, no, the Quicksilver thing's in Days of Future Past. He does it twice. I know, but it's better the first time. And I like it the second time as well, when, this, when the school blows up. Yeah. It's, like, it's good. Yeah. I'll send you the clip later. It's pretty good. I, that movie's just so bad. It loses points. It is. Because, because it's in that movie. It's a, ter- it's a terrible movie. That's easily the best part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then and I, they, I, they didn't do another one after that, did they? I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. Have you? Oh, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> I think I own Dark Phoenix. Oh, of course you do. I, I wanted to watch it. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to double check. I might own that film. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it, real bad. Well, It makes Apocalypse look good. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think, I think that's enough of that. Any more closing thoughts on What If for you today? Uh, yeah, they got to get more X Men in there. Apparently, apparently, so I can't stop you, talking yeah, about. You got X Men on the brain, my friend. We will have to get uh, you a prescription. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I liked it. I'm, ex- I'm still gonna watch next week. Yeah, I was. I was pretty surprised with some of the. I don't know, surprised is the right word, but I really liked the, the the tragic part at the beginning, and I liked the, how dark it got at the end. So, yeah. more more of that, please. Like it was like watching Empire Strikes the, Back or something. It was awesome. Yeah. The, the darkness at the end was great. Was it in prison? And I, I I like the time loop stuff where she keeps dying. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I've watched the time machine. I got what was going on. And I was like, you got to stop doing this, man. You got to work out the problem another way. You know, you know what was funny? <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. And I admit, I freely admit that. But in, in that little like like 30 second, 60 second montage where they're kind of recapping the first Doctor Strange movie, but just like mm-hmm. in, in animation form. And yeah. they show him with Dormammu. And he's like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I love seeing that just animated. I was like, more of that, please. 
No, <laughs> I was like, they did that in the movie. Though. I know, but I was just so excited. I was like, ooh, it's animated this time, and I like it. It was awesome <laughs> in the movie, too. It was. Technically, it's animated in the movie, too, if you think about it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> technical. He's not a real I don't know, demon monster time thing. That, the, yeah, that's what it says on his locker at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. Well, uh, they say anything about next week or no? No, of course not. They're keeping all this shit yeah. under wraps until at least Tuesday. <laughs> but with any luck, you and I will have time to do this one more time before I go on vacation. And then we'll have to catch up <laughs> when I get back on all the ones in between. Mm-hmm. I'll just start doing them and releasing them by myself. Like, it was awesome. How dare you? Thanks for... <laughs> How dare you? You know, at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I brought you into... Coachgpod.com. I brought you into this world. I needs. will take you out of this world. <laughs> 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 All right, my friend. I will talk to you probably way sooner than, than you want me to. <laughs> Can't happen. All right. <laughs> Later, buddy. Later. Boosh! That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. And there it is. That's the conversation with Reagan from the Come On It's So Good podcast. Thank you so much to Reagan for coming out and, uh, well, coming out, you know, coming on the internet and uh, helping uh, helping co-host this show for, for the day. Uh, always a good time to talk with him, and I've been having a blast chatting about the What If series because I think I think we've been having all been having a lot of fun with it. It's a it's a pretty wild ride. Each episode has been very unique, has its own flavor, uh, and this one's. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange in the in the the multiverse of sadness, right? That's that's kind of the, what the tagline should have been. That should have been what the episode was titled. You know, we we sort of talked about that how uh, the title for the episode was a mouthful. They should have workshopped it. I think I think we just solved the problem. So, oh well, there you go. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back to to break down episode five soon. I again, I don't know. Things are a little bit in limbo. I, I'm not 100 percent positive there'll be a, a, another uh, episode that I can record before I go on vacation. We may just have to come back and binge a bunch of what-if episodes uh, at one point, do like five, six, seven, eight, like all, all in one show or something along those lines. We'll see how it shakes out. But again, like I said, reminder, even when I am on vacation, there will be content. Keep checking your podcast feeder. We have shows locked and loaded and ready to go. It's going to be awesome. There's some really good ones coming up. We already talked about Dune Week, and I can't even tell you what's coming after that because I'm just too excited about it. I'm saving it for the trailer episode. I hope you all are as excited about it as I am. When, once you hear about what it is, it's going to be a good one. It's going to rock your socks off. At least that's the plan. That is the plan, unless you're like me and you don't record or listen to podcasts with socks on. And then you're, you're in good shape no matter what. All right. I think that's the cue that I have been talking for way too long. Let's get out of here. We have to thank, that once again, the official members of Pophead Nation. Without them, this show does not exist. It does not get better week to week. And and they are vital to this show's continued existence. So if you're mad about this show's continued existence, these are the people you need to track down and ch- talk to about that. Don't do anything violent, though. Okay, let's not get nuts. So thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Jody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, co-host and Ringanier. Check out that show. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, of Pariah Brewing Company, here in San Diego, coming soon to Baltimore. Stay tuned. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so, so much. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. If you're on Apple Podcasts, the best and easiest way to support the show is a five-star review. Please take the time, and we thank you in advance. They are the lifeblood. They are requirements for defeating the algorithm. And, and and also just getting the word out about the small independent pop culture show that you're digging so much. And we thank you in advance. We'll be back soon. Hopefully it'll be me one more time. If not, like I said, we got Dune Week coming up, so brace for that. Uh, make sure that the, the spice is flowing. Uh, don't get too hooked on the spice melange. And, and uh, go ride a sandworm in the meantime. You know what I'm talking about, Dune Heads. That's what Dune fans are called, right? Dune heads? Well, they are now, at least. All right. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all. We got one goddamn hit.
You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!